Welcome to Colors and Cocktails. It's Monday, March 23rd. I'm Vanessa. I'm Amanda. And yay, it's spring! It really is. It definitely is out today. Yes. And I love it. Yes, it's quite nice. So what kind of day have you had besides spring-like? Um, you know, just kind of laid back a little You've bit. knitting? No, knitting? I have not knit today, actually. Ah, I've been see. playing my cello today. That's wonderful. So, and it, it's not been very good practice because over the weekend, I'll just tell you about my weekend. Why don't you just do that? Okay, so... Over the weekend, I decided to take my cello and my bow to a guy here in the metro area and have him look over my cello and let me know what needs to be done. Because mm -hmm. it's been a number of years since my cello had been serviced. Yes. So I knew I needed strings and a bridge. And, you know, I thought that was going to be it. I, I took it to him and I nearly fell on the floor when he told me everything that is wrong with my cello. Oh, goodness. So, um, I'll, I'll include a diagram of a cello in the show notes so people know what I'm talking about. So, if you start at the top, there's a scroll that's a big pretty part, and then you have the things that stick out the strings are attached to. They're called pegs. So, I need new pegs, and where the pegs go into the cello is called a peg box. I have to have my peg box, all the holes for the pegs to be recut to oh, fit goodness. the new pegs. Then where the strings start to go over the fingerboard, that's <laughs> called the nut. So it's the tiny space between the peg box and the fingerboard. I have to get my nut recut. <laughs> Sounds funny. <laughs> I, yeah. I need Inappropriate my, laughter. Yeah, I need my <laughs> fingerboard planed, which is where your fingers travel on mm -hmm. the strings. So I need that planed both on the tops and along the sides because my fingerboard is both wavy and pitted. Oh, gosh. I need a new sound post, which is inside the cello, which is what connects the way a cello works. You know, you the mm -hmm. strings vibrate, and the vibration goes through the bridge into the body, and it vibrates in the back through the sound post that connects the front and the back of the cello. So I need so a new it, sound post. I need oh. a new bridge, a new tail piece, <laughs> which is where the strings connect at the bottom of the cello. Oh, my. Um, a new end pen, and I have some cosmetic dings and dents on it that have to be fixed. So did he give you an estimate? Or yes, did he, just give he did. You a list? Yes, he did. So I'm taking it to him tomorrow. Oh, wow. So it's not like a car where it's like, okay, the transmission and the axles and... Yeah, no? Yeah, he said if I do this to my cello, all of this, everything he quoted me, I will not have to do anything to my cello again for the rest of the cello's life, except new strings and possibly a new bridge, because they warp from the tension of the strings. But all the other stuff, I'd never have to do it again. Well, that's, that's good. I guess you just put enough miles on it that it's time. I don't know. See, that's <laughs> when I... I went to see him on a Saturday, and he was busy. Oh. So... I didn't really get to talk to him. Plus, it was kind of like sticker shock. Oh my gosh, this is what has to happen. So, so are you going to tell us what the sticker was? Um, it well, with no? rehairing my bow and fixing a chip on the frog of my bow, um, six hundred. Oh, that is not as bad as you know. I know the list good? goes on and yeah. on, but it's not really that bad, and that includes a set of strings. And strings are going to be one fifty. So you know, really wow. and truly, it's not it's not that bad, not at all. 
I was listening to this long list and, and kind of totaling it up in my head. I'm guessing like, okay, two grand, 2,500. Oh, if it was so, that much, I'd just give him the cello. Well, that's my what I wondered not, about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my cello is not worth that much. And after I get all this stuff done, see, the thing is I had a cello in high school that I absolutely loved, 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 mm. loved that cello. And I was at a rehearsal in Valdosta and if anybody knows anything about Valdosta, Georgia, you will know two things. It is ungodly hot. Yes. And it is so humid. Just it, it the air is so <gasps> thick. It got left in a car. No, it did not. No. no. Okay. I was at a rehearsal and <laughs> some dingy violinist tripped over my end pen because we were all just sitting um. there. And I don't know why she was going through the cello section, why she didn't, and knocked it over. Oh. And the strings and the bridge and the sound post like i said are all connected well it fell over onto the bridge and a tiny crack started in the back of my cello underneath the sound post on the back side and because i was there in horribly humid conditions Mm. and it would go from my dorm room which was all air conditioned and lovely outside to the humidness to the rehearsal this constant change of humid oh, and dry, humid and dry, okay. caused a big crack in the back of my cello. And that was that for that cello, wasn't it? it? No, I mean, I sold it and sold it to a repair person. Oh, okay. And they can fix it and sell it, but it wasn't worth it to me. Yeah, understandable. So I got a new cello. I was about 17 at the And that's time. the one you have now. And that's the one I have now. But I never loved this cello, ever. And I don't know if it was because these imperfections, like with the fingerboard, the nut, the peg box, all that stuff was what was wrong with the cello to begin with, or this has happened because of age. So when we go tomorrow, I'm going to talk to the guy and find out. You'll see if you can fall in love with your cello. Yeah, if not, I'm going to get this stuff fixed and then start looking for a new one. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm hoping I can do maybe like a lateral move yeah because i don't really have any money to buy a new one but that is kind of exciting that you'll be able to kind of start new and that might sort of renew a little bit more of your love for playing because i know you do love it it's just been so long it has it's just really nice that you are getting back into it that's really cool i am and um yeah so this monday of last week i sent uh there's a little volunteer orchestra here in the county and i sent them they have a little form to you know join an ensemble and someone will get in touch with you so i filled out their form and it's been a week and i haven't heard anything so today i went to their page again and i looked for their contact information and it was a forum again so i filled it out and i was like hello i've been waiting a week you know i well i like seeing your cello photographed on Instagram. It was just kind of neat, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like one more thing that you're talented with. Yeah, that was the first thing I was talented with was music. And for a long time, I thought that was the only thing I was good at. And then you found knitting, and oh my gosh. Yeah, but I think it's because of my music that I'm good at knitting. Yeah, I can understand that. There's a math underlying structure, and there's rhythm, and... Yeah, there's all the, the... fine motor skills there's the mental concentration and then you know i've been playing a musical instrument since i was four so memorizing stuff is pretty easy yeah. and then also just the 
repeated practice is sort of sitting down and doing that for a while. And that definitely translates into knitting. Yes. Like last week I played one piece all week. All week. That's all I did. And how do you feel about it now? Um, it's coming along. I probably need to spend another two weeks on it. Yes. I think it'll be neat when we can, um, have our outro be some cello music. Okay. I think it'd be awesome. Well, I, I could probably do that. Some lovely little cello. Just a minute of calming cello. I, I can do it. it. Yeah. Do it. You can do it. Okay. Right. So I'm encouraging guys, you. Yeah. So guys look forward in the future that our intro and outro will be different. Yeah. And be, be really cool. Okay. We'll see. I like it. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so enough about music on to knitting. On to the opposite pole. Yes. I finished. Yes, you I did. finished. I finished and last week. It is so pretty. Yes, I haven't taken it, any pictures of it because I don't like taking pictures of my, like selfie body pictures of myself because you can never stand in a flattering true. way to get and all of sticks, you. As as interesting as selfie sticks sound, I think they're probably not not the solution either. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not because I don't want a picture of my face. I want a picture of the sweater which is on my yes. body. So when we get together again, because the last time we were together. Yeah, it was, it was not, Thursday and it was mm-hmm. nighttime, so and it, it was wasn't... yucky and it's been rainy. Yeah, and you need, so you need good light and a nice, pretty outdoor park, and now some things are blooming. Blooming, so, right? Yeah. So, yes, but it is finished, and I love it, and and I do too. <laughs> and I'm it fits so me happy. really nice. No, so... it doesn't. It fits me perfect. Oh no, it fits me really nicely. <laughs> just, just saying. That's that's all you know. But yeah, I'm really glad that you finished that, and you've. You've been finishing, like every time I turn around, you're finishing another project. Yeah. It's amazing how many projects I've had, like up to the brink and all it takes is like one or two sitting to, to finish wow. it. So thinking, I just finished oh, a hat, yeah. a color work hat that I had it's started gorgeous. this time last year. And it was going to actually be a shop model for the shop I used to work for. And then mm. I got fired. <laughs> so guess yeah. what? That went into the project bag in the corner because I didn't care anymore. Didn't care. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful piece. Yes, and it's some yummy yarn. It is. That yarn is soft and yep, it's alpaca. It's merino, alpaca, and angora. And great colors. It's the yes. cathedral. Yeah, it's from Classic Elite. It uses Classic Elite yarn fresco. And it was mm-hmm. from their uh, cathedral book. And the pattern is called St. Stephen, I think. Let me mm-hmm. double check. Yes, well, St. Stephen. And as a side note, yes, I don't want anyone disparaging you because you were fired from a yarn shop because they don't know that it had to do with other non-related, non Oh, yeah. It, I, I, yeah, I didn't get fired because I, I stole or I wasn't <laughs> doing a good job or I yelled at a Nothing customer like or anything like that. I didn't, or that I didn't show up. No, it was some mm, BS Yar- political crap yeah, that goes on so. behind the scenes. So that happens in a lot of yarn shops and within a lot of yarn communities, I think. Yes. And I I think so. I just wanted that out there because, you know, I just adore you and so many (laughs) other people do too. And it's like hanging around with like the bad seed. Well, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did not. I did not do anything no, you didn't. underhanded or anything like nothing that. Nothing to be ashamed of. Darling. No, not at all. That's I think that's why I was so blasé that, oh, I got fired from it. Yeah, exactly. Because to me, <laughs> I did nothing wrong. Oh, to anybody as far as I can tell. So yeah. It's all good. 
Well, I can't wait to um, to see what the hat looks like in person because I just saw a photograph of it and it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's lovely color work and it's just really nice muted colors together. It's just really pretty. It is very pretty, and um, the only problem I have is there are five. How many colors? Five colors. Okay. And so you start out with one color, then you move to the color, the stranded section. And so you're using two colors. Then you move to the next part on the chart and you use two different colors. Mm -hmm. And then you move to the next chart and use two different colors. And so it's, you know, these sections that use two colors, but you're constantly changing them, like every six or seven rounds. So I have a buttload of ends. Because not, there's, there were too many rounds in between each change. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to carry five colors up the inside. Because that can get thick and... Yeah, that can, you're right. So I'm not exactly sure how to weave these ends in. If I should just, because I've, I mean, mm. I know how to weave in. Right yarn that's not that's not what i'm talking about but there are so many of them i have seen a tutorial where you take the ends and rather you know you weave them in a little bit but rather than weave them in and cut them you Mm -hmm. actually braid them and you end up french braiding the yarn on the inside and it lays flat like a flat braid that's pretty neat. So I've done that, and I don't know what to do at the end. Do I knot it? Do I just leave it? Mm. So I need to consult my tutorial again, because I saw that forever ago. And so, yes. Yeah. Because I started, <laughs> I did cast on a new project. Oh, did you now? I did. I cast on the sheep hide hat, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have the same issue. Because oh, within okay. the first, like, four rounds, you change the color four times. Oh, golly. And then you have a space where it's one color. And then it's, like, th- three different colors in chart A. And then chart B is four colors. And then chart C is, like, every three or four rounds, you change at least one color, if not both. Yeah. Maybe you'll be able to come up with a better solution on this one as you go. Yeah, so I don't, be I don't know. Because, end. I mean... <clears throat> I can kind of you can weave in as you go the one strand you know, it's just it's just so much because I don't I guess cuz I I don't really think about doing hats you know with so many colors I think of cardigans really and you always do your yarn changes at your steek so it doesn't matter cuz they're going to get hidden in the steek anyhow Okay, I see. Yeah, so your start of round and you start your color changes in the middle of the steak. Oh gosh, okay. So when you I'll cut it, that. I'll be interested in seeing how that looks too as you go. I want to see that. Okay, I just do. Okay, just saying. All right. <laughs> I'll bring it next time I see you. Yes, you will. Because I'm you shall. I'm in the little the first little sheepy pattern. I have his legs and half his body done. Oh, that's fun. He's so cute. Well, I started a new thing, but it's really, I did a couple of swatches to see how a pattern would go. The ones we worked on Thursday. Okay. And 
then I'm trying to see if I can make it into something, and I don't know if I have enough of that yarn to make it into anything worth having. So I'm sort of in a weird spot with that. Hmm. But because I, I have something that's a certain amount of wide, and it's about six inches high, and I'm thinking, okay, that's like half my yarn. i got to weigh it and see because that'll make all the difference. But I did finish my gift socks, I think we talked about. The gift that I gave away socks. Yeah, we talked about it. I don't think we have talked about yeah, what happened to those exactly. socks. Well, you know, I, I ran into my friend once. She wasn't wearing them, and I wasn't going to say anything. Of course, it might have just not happened. I ran into her again, and she wasn't wearing them. And I thought, well, of course she's not, because, you know, it's probably something she's going to wear around the house. And I said, well, how are you liking those? And she went, well... I wasn't sure how to tell you. Mm. Yeah, and I'll and immediately you're like, oh my gosh, what? Did she lose one? You know, what happened here? Well, her dog decided, and who, who has never chewed on socks before, that this particular sock would make a tasty snack. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, you know what? Bring it in. Let me see. And and we'll just see if I can fix them because I have the rest of that skein, which is I have plenty of that left because those um, pizzicato skeins are very generous. Yes. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe if it's a hole on the end, I can just re-knit the toe or whatever. If it's the, she goes, well, it's the top, and I thought, well, I might be able to just pick up what's left and knit the top again. And they were top-down socks, so. When I finally saw them, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was kind of like the dog took a bite out of the side toward the top. So I watched Liat Gat. I don't know how to say her name, of I course. I don't either. I watched the tutorial you recommended on YouTube first. And that was more for if there's a hole that there's... Just like a hole that there's top, middle, and sides to repair. True, but it gets you... But very helpful. Yeah. Yes. So in this case, it was more like a, I had a U out of the top. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So Sorry. I, used, I know you're like, hee, 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 you deserve it for giving away your knitting. <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> I was not going to say that. You did already. It just floated through the air psychically. <laughs> so, yeah, I heard you. I totally heard you. So, I... I used that, those idea. I made a, I put in a line around at the edge of it and kind of thought about what I could do to pick it up. And then I thought, I can't go across the top really with what I have. So I'm just going to give up on that idea. But it was helpful to see what I could pick up and where to start picking up. And I went back and forth with a little bit of stockinette. And then I did two by two rib and bound off. And I reinforced it a lot when I had the tails to weave in, I use those tails to weave back around those edges. So on the inside, it's not as pretty, but on the outside, you wouldn't ever know no. unless you got way down, you know, next to it. Got I mean, down and in, dirty with it. Yeah. In a photograph, you know, knitter is going to be able to look at it and go, oh, there's the scar. But on somebody's body or just wearing it with your jeans and stuff or whatever, whatever, you know, it's totally functional. It's pretty... And it's the same yarn, so there's no hiccup in color or anything. So I I was real happy with, with the outcome overall, and it was a good experience for me. Now, 
one telling moment was when you I texted you the fit, photograph and you texted back to me, are you going to give them back to her? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, it had not crossed my mind until that moment that I could say, oh, I couldn't do anything. Oh, well. And they'd never be seen again and they'd become my socks. But I also know that I knit them to her size and True. for her. And it would just bug me every time I saw them anyway. So it was like a little devil on my shoulder, <laughs> on one shoulder, and a little angel on the other one going, oh, Vanessa, you know you're going to give those back to her. <laughs> so I fully intended to, and next time I saw her, I had left them at home. <laughs> so I still have them, but I will give them to her, I promise. And I think she'll be pleased. And that's kind of it for knitting for her, I have the feeling. Not because... You know, she's not worthy or anything ah! like that. Uh, but because there's so many other people out there that I could knit for. Yeah, yourself. For instance. Yeah. Yeah, yourself. <laughs> Crazy woman. That's funny. You know what? I think you need to be the president and founder <laughs> of the Selfish Knitting Society. <laughs> I think that, that we need a seal. Like... I, I, I think I'm inventing this right now in my head. I can totally see it. So. <laughs> President and founder, co-founder of the Selfish Knitting Society. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to do something with that. Okay, make up a patch. Yeah, a patch that could go on a little, you know, project an, bag yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I totally and, rock that. And our motto is, this is for me. <laughs> And I, if I can come up with that in Latin, oh, how perfect, right? Yes. Don't touch it. It's for me. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be excellent. All right. That, you know, I might have to make that even into a product just to share with our other listener who might enjoy something like that. Yes. It'll be fun. Oh, so speaking of our listener. Yes, our listener. <laughs> our dear, dear listener. <laughs> um, I had, you know, told our dear listener that you know when i say listener i think of her we so really she, do we really do have more than one listener we, but we, we kind of joke about the listener yes and so there is one person <laughs> in particular that i think about when i say the listener she knows who she is. she does and she sent me a text oh the other day and i have to read it to you okay. because adam said it would be perfect like james bond speak okay okay let me pull it up pull this up Okay, your listener reporting in. Ready to graft my poll? Dogs are in crates. Listening to you last, latest. Oh, sorry. Listening to your latest while I tackle. <laughs> that is lovely. Yeah. That's so fun. It is. And he, because he just picked up my phone and he saw the text and he's like, what? What is this? What are they talking this is about? Totally code. The eagle yes. has landed. Yes. You'll find $50,000 in a locked safe. <laughs> Yes. Here is the combination. <gasps> I love it. That's fun. Yes. So, thank you, listener, for giving my family some entertainment. Yes. Because I made I made him try and guess what the listener was talking about. So he had to decipher the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm like, no. That could be no. a good name for a pattern someday, too, if you're looking for one. Just like the whole long name. You know, like those books that have exceptionally long titles. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Well, take that Ravelry. <laughs> when there's there's a video game that I love to play. Uh-oh. And it's the well, okay, I only came into it 
towards the end. Mm-hmm. But it's the Elder Scrolls. It's pretty popular. It started as a PC game, and then as consoles came along, you know, they started to show up on like the game consoles. So the first time I played the game, it was the Oblivion version of the Elder Scrolls. I think that was four. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, Skyrim, and then there's going to be a new one coming out. There's also been Morrowind and some other ones, and it's all within the same universe, same world. And it's a first-person fantasy role model, role-playing game, not role model, and <laughs> and you basically all you see are your hands. Okay. So it's like you're looking out through this person, this character's eyes, and you see your hands, and you know it's you have swords and bows and arrows and stuff like that. Well, there is a secret organization called the Brother, the Dark Brotherhood. Okay. And so when I was talking about the listener, Adam's like, like the Dark Brotherhood? Apparently there is the Dark Mother, who is some form of a goddess, mm-hmm. and people pray to her when they need someone killed. Ah. And the listener hears what the Dark Mother is saying and then gives the assassin's contract to someone in the Brotherhood. So, and the Night Mother, or Dark Mother, only speaks to the listener. No one else can hear. Oh, okay. So when you play the game, you know, there are certain quests that you can take to be part of the Dark Brotherhood, and you work your way up, and eventually you become the listener. Oh, And okay. you you then pass out contracts and stuff like that. It's very fun if you like to play sneaky assassin-y type games. Okay. I mean, that's just one vein. It's a huge game. I mean, the last one that came out, Skyrim... Before oh. any of the add-on stuff, it was like a 70-hour video game. Goodness. And that was just the main quest. That didn't count any of the side stuff. So, I mean, you could just play these games forever and ever and ever. Yeah, I guess you could. Yep. If you didn't knit. If you didn't knit. <laughs> and the last time I picked up Skyrim, um, I wasn't knitting. I was upset at knitting because I got fired. Oh, well, it's full circle. Yeah, it is full circle. So, yeah, I really like the the idea of the listener, and I'm yeah. the dark mother. <laughs> I do, too. Oh. <clears throat> so. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cocktails. Cocktails. I, I haven't had any cocktails. Yes, you have. Have I? With me, you did, darling. Have you? Have you already forgotten? Oh, my gosh. I guess so. We had black cherry slush. Oh yeah, that from Tastefully Simple. Yeah, we, that. we went to our friend, a fellow knitter. Yes, it was, she had a party, and so we ordered the black cherry slush drink mix for nine ninety nine. And yes, I'm just saying. And it's and, a, <clears throat> like a pint. No, it's more than a pint. It's like a half it's a gallon. Bucket. A bucket, but it looks kind of like an ice cream carton. Yeah, it's about the size of of a ice cream carton, and it's just powder so you add vodka and water and then you freeze it and so you have to kind of plan the day ahead of time Mm -hmm. but um i would say we both enjoyed it yes it was super girly super tasty Mm -hmm. Uh, our friend cassandra also liked it so that was saying something because she's she's not um, she doesn't like any taste of alcohol whatsoever. No. So that mm-mm. tells you how camouflaged it was. Yeah. Yeah. But the slushiness is what really made it. Yeah. It was nice. a fun, fun slushy drink. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to rush out and get more. No, no, it's one because of those, it's like, just like once ooh, a year. Yeah, of, oh, this is fun. Okay, this is fun. We'll exactly, this. exactly. Now, I will say, I did go to a really fun restaurant this weekend with my parent, my dad, and his wife. Uh huh. Called Mac McGee's. It's Ooh. in downtown Roswell, and it's this cute little red, painted red, two-story restaurant in downtown. And downtown Roswell, if you look at any of the pictures, is just really cute little shoppy, eaty place. Like, cute little restaurants. Um, but they're like this... It's a gastro pub. Mm-hmm. So it's got like... Uh, chefy takes on classic pub food. So, for example, I got a Philly cheesesteak. But instead of, like, strips of steak, it was braised lamb. Yum. Braised lamb and, mm. and like, you know, instead of mayonnaise, you get aioli, which I know is the same thing, but it's fancy sounding. Yes. So that kind of stuff. So we had, <laughs> you know, we all got fancy pubby type things, but I got a beer that I really like. I always get excited when I go there because it's the only place I've seen that I frequent enough that has this beer. And it's, I think think it's a caribbean beer let me let me pull it up because i'm not sure how to say it Mm-hmm. let's just look up under that beer it's this um the way i i describe this beer if you've never tried it schneider aventinas there we go schneider aventinas it's a really interesting beer Mm -hmm. and it tastes like if you think about it it tastes like banana bread oh weird and i love it it's a heavy beer It's (laughs) it's a very um high gravity beer Okay. Because most beers are... Does that mean it, like, sits in your stomach like a bunch of lead? Um, a lot of of gravity? No. No, it means um, (laughs) that it's a high alcohol content. Because most beer comes in 4 to 5%. So high gravity in this case will mean that you fall down a lot faster. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, yes, it is a 9%, I think. Ah. So I had that, and then I was talking to my dad That's... and his wife about a new whiskey that I mm-hmm. liked, and that I had gotten some for my birthday. And this place has a three-ring binder. Oh, gosh. Of just sheets, loose-leaf sheets, front and back, of their whiskey list. They're serious about They're this. serious. So they have scotches, they have Irish whiskeys. American whiskeys, American bourbon, Canadian whiskeys, and Japanese whiskeys. Wow. Yes. So there's this new-ish American whiskey that, you know, I had, I have it here at home, so they, they got me a little, a shot of, well, whatever, whiskey neat. Mm-hmm. So I had the high-gravity beer, and then I had like a, a dose, we'll just say a dose, because I don't know what they gave me. What what do you usually serve? 
when you order something neat? A shot? Yeah, just a shot. Okay. Well, it looked a lot more because it's in a fancy glass. It's all fancy. Uh. So <laughs> I had that as well. Needless to say, I did not drive home. <laughs> That's funny. But it was yummy, huh? Oh, very yummy. It does so, sound like it would be worth trying for sure. Yes. Yeah, so the Schneider Aventinus. Excellent cool. beer. That's if neat. anybody's interested in trying something new and or different. Maybe we'll try that one of our days when we die again. Yes. Because it... Okay. I pulled it up on ratebeer.com. Mm-hmm. So it's a dark ruby colored wheat double bock with a creamy fine head. Ooh. Strong notes of ripe bananas, raisins, and plum meet licorice and roasty aromas. Full bodied and warming, well balanced, and a smooth finished. Yeah, I just have to taste that. All that kind of starts to garble together to me. Yeah. I used to joke about how the nicer the restaurant is, the longer the descriptions are. <laughs> very true. And Very, very true. <laughs> there was one I used to go to in Savannah on rare occasions called Elizabeth on 37th. And the guy that would explain things was so descriptive and so delicate. And he would whisper in such a lovely way. <laughs> and then after a while, I would sort of start making up mental enhancements to what he was saying. It's like, and then while we do this, we're going to think about sage. And we're going to toss it into the air and wistfully imagine a shore on an Australian beach. And then, because <laughs> it would go on and on. And after a while, you're like, oh, I'll have the first one. I think. I th- yeah. I think I'll have the chicken. <laughs> but it was always uh, so amazing, you know, and you get this tiny little portion about the size of a muffin that just is somehow better than any other food you've ever had in your life. Yes. Yes. I don't know how it they kills do it. me. It kills me these like uber fancy mm-hmm. places. They give you very small mm-hmm. controlled portions, but I've been to a couple and I have never left hungry. Yes, that's true. And I can eat a horse if I really try. (laughs) So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of the pacing. They slow you down so much. Yeah, and and so you sit and you talk and you drink, and it's it's great. But also, the I think sometimes the heaviness they can put ingredients will just have more taste somehow. Yeah, I mean they do tend to serve a lot of times richer. Yes. Foods. Well, one thing about Elizabeth is that they do modern takes on Southern food. So you sit down and you get drop biscuits. Oh, and, okay. But it's on it's in an elegant Victorian house. It's I mean it's over the top, beautiful and formal in an interesting way. But the food all has sort of a Southern underpinning. Mm-hmm. So they all go to Paris and stuff like that to study what they're doing and. Okay, somehow it all works out. It's it's really good. If you're ever in Savannah, Georgia, you got to try it. Okay, definitely. Last time I was in Savannah, I think it was going to be the last time I go to Savannah in a very long time. Ah, it has just gotten to be such a cluster. Oh, nowhere to park. Nothing. No, I mean it's just such a touristy draw now. Experience. Yeah, and it's like sad to say, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to have to fight for parking or pay for, you know, or pay mm-hmm. an arm and a leg to park and then walk eight blocks. Or you can stay in a $300 B&B and not have to walk anywhere. Right. And I don't really want to do <laughs> yeah, that either. Cause it's, 
to me, it's just Savannah. Yeah. Because it is so close. It's only, you know, four hours away. And everybody goes, well, what about Tybee? And it's like, I don't care about Tybee. I'm sorry, people who live on Tybee, but it's not my favorite beach. Well, you're you're sort of a connoisseur of beaches, too. So you have a, a wide variety of beach life to choose from. I think that makes a difference, too. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I think, honestly, my favorite beach I've been to in the last, since I've been an adult, we'll say that, is actually um, Amelia Island. Oh, yes. I do love it. I love that. Because it's so different. The, I, the... I remember telling you when I was going down there to, that I was going to be knitting. You're like, ooh, knitting on a beach. Blah. Yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't care. I still love it. It's like I, my favorite I can't place knit on and a... my favorite thing. So there it is. No, when I go to the beach, I take my journal and my good pen and and some fun ink. And I go and I journal and I do that instead of knitting. Mostly because when I go to the beach now, I go by myself with Evelyn. Oh. Because Adam is always working. He always has to go out of town. He always cannot come with us. Uh. So the last two or three summer vacations that Evelyn and I have taken have been just us. Oh, yeah. So we drive all the way down to my dad's condo in Pensacola and we stay a week. That sounds so lovely. It is. It's a lot of fun and I really, I've gotten to the point where I really enjoy it and it's special because we go to the zoo and the zoo down there is um, okay. Rinky Dink, I guess is the best way to... Intimate. Intimate. But... Anyhow, the best part about the zoo is the the feeding zone. Oh, yeah. Because not only are there, you know, Shetland, not Shetland, Highland cows and goats, all kinds of goats, and sometimes they'll have deer or baby alpacas or llamas they had last time. But you walk just a little further down and you can feed giraffe. Oh, yeah. You can do that at Riverbanks Zoo also in Columbia, and it's so cool. They have that high deck, so you're oh, right no, there at their no, face no. level. Oh, no. They come down. Oh. They come down to you. That's got to be a little bit unnerving. Oh, it's ma- it's magic. Evelyn gets freaked out every time, yeah. because the very first time we took her there, she was itty-bitty. She was like a year old or so, mm-hmm. and so we're like, because they're super gentle. Super yeah, they are. gentle they're amazing, animals. But they're super long tongues. So she got a little freaked out because it is a giant animal, especially when you are yeah. a year old. So she put her hand out and then got kind of freaked out and pulled her hand back a little. And the giraffe took his tongue, wrapped it around her wrist, pulled it towards him, and then used the <laughs> tip of his tongue to scoop it out. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a weird feeling. Yeah, so that. she's been on edge around them ever since. She loves it and she wants to feed them. And then she's like, nope, 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 you do it. You do it, mom. You do it. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. And the the llamas they have there are kind of uh, standoffish. They mm. don't want anything to do with you unless you have food. Yeah, llamas are kind of like that. Yes. I, I think now that I've met a few more of them at SAF last year. Yeah. I just remember my Spanish teacher in high school. She came from a very wealthy family that mm-hmm. lived in oh, Chile. Yes. 
Yeah, I've told you about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've said it on... I think so, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That her best bodyguard was her llama. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah. I mean, she had real people bodyguards, but they weren't as good as her llama bodyguard. Yeah, llamas probably could pick up on... Yeah, they pick up on the things. subtle subtle yeah. things and the smell and your, you know, any weird aromas you're giving off because you're nervous or up to no good. Whereas an alpaca would probably not be a good good one at all. No, I've heard they're just dumb. Yeah. (gasps) Bless their cute little soft hearts. Yeah. I'm glad glad they do what they do. Yes. Well, speaking of interesting animals, cashmere. Yes, I know. Out of the blue, right? That's a goat. Yeah. And I was... (laughs) It's a totally different animal. That's what I'm going. I'm moving on to another animal. See? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been loving working with this cashmere yarn. I know. We need we need to put it on the website. Yes, we got to do that. And yeah. I went to yesterday. Because I, I, I think we've had a, a, a request, if not yes. multiple requests, for it to go up. Yes, it's got to go up like ASAP. Yes, it does. Because it is really nice. And it's. I think we're definitely ready. It's ready for prime time. Yes. And we have a good pattern to go with it, too. Yes. So we're, we're almost there for having getting that to go with it, just to sh- show it off a little bit. But it's um, the new color. I was wondering if you'd gotten to knit with that yet. No, I haven't. I took it out in the sun. And oh, my gosh, it is so pretty. Oh, I love it when that happens. I love it when that because happens. Because that was a hot mess of ugly when it came out of out of the water. <laughs> Now be nice. <laughs> well, we tried to do something and it didn't work. No, it, it was didn't not work. the goal. It was not the goal and I was very unhappy with it. The colors we chose to put together did not go together at all. <laughs> did they? No, no. We had something. tried to do some blue. Something weird happened along the yeah, way. Yeah, something weird happened. So we ended up tying a few knots in the parts we did like, and then just dunking the rest of it in black. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it is so pretty. <laughs> I cannot wait to see it. It is so again. pretty. I don't know what to knit, though. Oh, well, we'll because we want something... I mean, I could do so, a simple triangle shawl, I guess, with it. It'd be very super tiny. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll I have to either. think some more on this one. Yeah. And anyhow, I was thinking that if we really liked that colorway, I have a name for it. Well, then you have to just share. Okay. I'm I'm probably you will probably know how to say this word. So I'm going <laughs> to describe what I'm talking about and let's see if you know what it is. Okay. Okay, in older, very old manuscripts and in books. Canibula? No, no. Okay, sorry. But it's they they had they had a shortage of paper, so they would wash mm-hmm. the drawings or writings away and do something over it. Mm-hmm. And when you looked at it under UV, you could still see the old stuff still okay. on there. It's like a secret book within a book kind of thing. Wow. A pam pamphlet pam pamphlet, not pamphlet. Um, pamphlet. Let's see what that. First of all, it makes me think of Pentimento, but that's different. It is different. I'm reading a book right now, uh, and it's called A Discovery of Witches. Oh, uh, yeah, I read that. Okay, so the woman is like this huge, um, you know, science history 
professor person studying alchemy. Yes. And so she finds this magical book that is this thing. Now I'm going to have to go look because I can't remember what, it's, what Palim- it is. Palimpsest. Yes! Yes, that's what, we that's what we're talking about now. Yes. Once you said the book, I'm like, oh yeah, that, I enjoyed that book very much. It was a little cheesy at the end and it has some really good characters though. Yeah, I've just gotten into it because I got that book and I got The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Oh, that's wonderful. With, at the library. Oh, I love and, them both. Uh, yeah. Because I went to the library on your recommendation to pick up some Terry Pratchett books. Yes. Yes. May he rest in peace. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they didn't have any, mm. or at least they didn't have any towards the beginning of the Discworld You don't need to series. go toward the be- Okay. Anybody who wants to start with any of these, you can pick up anywhere and just wander through that universe. That's what's really nice about it. But there is, I will give you a link to... How to read Pratchett, where an artist has gone through and kind of grouped the different themes and in those orders and done a back and forth um, linkage between like, oh, this character is one of these characters, but also shows up here and there. Okay. And it's just, it's so fun. I I love them, but I'll send you that for sure. And it's, um, I think it's. It can be distributed under Creative Commons and everything, so we'll just probably just plop it on the website, make it easy. But Pratchett is lovely. It's fantasy, but it's witty and intelligent, and I don't know. It was he was one of the best-selling authors before J.K. Rowling in Britain. Yes. So that yes. kind of gives and you. Yes, and he has, and the Discworld series has like fifty odd books, right? Oh, something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, because he wrote something like two a year since nineteen eighty three. Yes, exactly. And then he still has one to be published. Oh yeah, posthumously. But I've I've gone back and and I just finished just oh gosh yesterday, I just finished the one that I started on the day he passed away. I didn't oh. know he'd, I knew it was coming, but. That morning I downloaded um, The Truth, and it's about the... Oh, no, no, Making Money. The Truth of the Day. Okay, anyway. I just finished two of them because I, I re-listened to Making Money. But I downloaded The Truth that morning, and then that evening I heard about his death. And um, it was kind of like, wow, just sort of... I don't know, it sort of hit me in the face that way. It was like, well, I knew he was sick, but... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent. You might want to edit out. Up to you. <laughs> but I don't know. I think, some... it's, I think it's nice to hear <gasps> other things other than knitting because I think it's kind of a slow, it's a slow knitting week for me. Oh. Well, you know, I always perk up when knitting comes up in these books because he'll, to the side, somebody will say, something, well, then she was over there knitting and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, it's funny because yeah. it's such a part of the landscape. In um, in Britain, I think, and it yeah, comes up I, in I so much so literature too. because of that. Mm-hmm. It always makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy seeing knitting on the side in stories and characters and stuff, but I don't want. I'm not really interested in reading stories about the knitting group. I agree. You know that just because I live that. That's not yeah. new or different for me. I want something. I know my mom gave me a paper book, a paperback book not too long ago that was like a little mystery and it was a knitting group and I was just like, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. I couldn't, it just wasn't my kind of book though. I think if it had, had the right elements, then 
Maybe, maybe. But I think, like, if it was, like, a murder mystery kind of comedy-type book with some middle-aged women and one of them knit, I'd find that way more interesting than a book about women who knit. I agree. Because I am a woman who knits, and I know plenty of women who knit. And you certainly can't put us into a category. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, not one bit. So... Yeah, I think it was the Friday Night Knitting Club by Kate Jacobs. That's it. And, you know, three and a half on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, I can't get excited about this. Yeah. I guess it's just, I should give it a chance probably because I'm sure You might be pleasantly surprised. I might. And if I do, I'll share. Yeah, please do. Okay. So, yes. Well, palimpsest is a great word. And I think that would be really cool for that that color of, of yarn. And I guess yeah. the reason it's because it had stuff underneath and then it wasn't scraped away, but it was added to and it became something else. Yes. And you can kind of see what's underneath mm-hmm. in the right light. That's a neat idea. Yeah. Cause I read that last night and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's that yarn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm mainly too excited about seeing it in the light, in the good light and what it good, became. Yeah. Good light and knitted. So if anybody, listener, or anybody else, if you have an idea for Aaron Waite yarn, what is it, 189 yards, Mm -hmm. what I can do with that, let me know, because... It's lovely soft next to the skin. It is, and I I don't want to re-knit my cowl. We don't need three of those. No, we don't. (laughs) We're good with it. We're good with it. Yeah, we're good. So, uh... Yeah, anything that that could work. Yeah, I might spend a little time on the Ravelry tonight, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely will. It's always fun. We, I think we all, nobody needs an excuse to spend time on Ravelry, so. No, no, you don't. I can fall into that rabbit hole and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, because I don't want to make a hat. Well, other um, interesting colors that we dyed that day, I want to definitely put on the um, show notes because they were just so fun. Because we had an order from my niece who sent a picture of birthday cake and said, I want something that makes me think of this birthday cake. (laughs) And we did. And I I love what we did. And it was fun. And then we came up with a couple other new colors. So we'll just put them in that area, too, so people can see it. And we can also get them on the side for sale, of course. But yes. we had we had a really good time with those mixing up new fun colors. I think that's just my favorite part of the whole process. And um, lastly, I have to come up with some fun name for that sock yarn I did with a lime green and a hot coral and an aqua beautiful turquoise. So I want to see how that knits up but also I need to think of like a fun it makes me think of like um Japanese stationery for some reason and I don't I can't translate that into a good word that's that conveys the sense of fun and um mm. you know what I mean yeah because you the coral kind of could look like poppies oh yeah poppies with the sky you know a very painted aqua mm-hmm. sky that's and- true it's very Some hot, fun, hot colors. Yeah, very hot. So I love it, and I can't wait to knit some of it up. I might actually wind that up tonight and take pictures. I just might. Yeah, I'm going to wind 
wind mine up and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're, I... You're going you're gonna to wind up the palimpsest? Yes. That's yes. a hard word. P-A-L-I-M-P-S-E-S-T. Yes. <laughs> palimpsest. Palimpsest. I don't know. I mean, I could do some fingerless mitts. Oh, they'd be so lovely. But still, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really want to do a scarf because scarfs bore me. <laughs> and it's we, just we mustn't mustn't bore ourselves. Yeah, because I'm looking under Ravelry. I put in, you know, my search criteria. I had Aaron White, and I had mm-hmm. this much of it. And I'm doing all patterns, mostly hats, scarves, and mitts. Well, or boot toppers. Oh, don't, don't do boot toppers. Don't do that. No, I'm not going to do the boot topper. We just don't have enough opportunities to wear boot toppers in this present location. No, no we don't. They're so, really cute, though. Yeah. Well, I'll look, too, and see what we can come up with. And if anyone has suggestions, send them on in. Yes, Fashua. please. Yes, please. And my goal is to have the gi up on the site ASAP. Yes. So I think that what I might do too is send out a newsletter when it's up there so that everybody can be notified. Yes, and, I like that. And do the Facebook too. The Facebook mm-hmm. thing. The Facebook thing. The Facebook thing. Oh, the Facebook thing. I know. Well, you got to do it because there's so many people that do. It's just how the, it's communicating <sighs> with those people the way they want to be communicated with. I, I know. I have but... to tell myself that, you know. I know, but I think Facebook secretly hates me. Oh, yeah, it does. It totally does. I mean, I, I can speak for Facebook. They, okay. hate, they hate you. Okay, good. I'm just glad I'm not alone in, in knowing <laughs> this knowledge. They want your your money and your data, and your data is worth money to them. Yeah, well, they're not really getting any of it from me, so. Ultimately, though, in a roundabout way, you're they worth get it money. all. <laughs> They, yeah, you're worth money when you go on there. They well, I don't it, go yeah. on there. I yeah. try not to go on there because it hates me. <laughs> so it's a, it's a vicious circle. It is a vicious circle. <laughs> oh, it's like a box of lies. It's just... Well, even so, I'm going to utilize it. Hopefully <laughs> yes, to my please greater, do. To a greater purpose. <laughs> Rather than just hating me. That's the plan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I think that wraps it up for me this week. Yes, I think and I'm tapped out. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I could talk a lot about other things, just not anything that has to do with. Well, I have some knitting problems I need to solve, so I want to get on to it and actually, you know, get what, those. What problems? On. What to do with this weird rectangle? Oh, yeah, I got to think about this. Thinking must happen. Yeah, that that's going to take some alone time. Shut the door, lock the boys out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or and start playing and you got to start playing with your decreases and see how quickly or less quickly cuz if you're not decreasing fast enough you can also bind off. Mm. And I very well may. Cuz like I said, you could fix stair-stepped things with a picked up edge. That's right. That's right. Well, we shall and, discuss, and maybe yes, I'll put in and, some progress photographs. And just in case anybody is curious of what I'm talking about, if you've ever knit a sweater with a scoop neck, mm-hmm. 
or a vest where you round the armholes, you will notice you make, at least in the beginning, you make some stair-stepped uh, bind-off sections. And they look very awkward and ugly until you go back and pick up the stitches and you knit it as one full line. And then it becomes rounded. You and just have to figure out how much of a rounded edge you want. Because that might be a solution rather than trying to do decreases is binding off. I think I might have to in this case. Because mm-hmm. she's, she's yeah. looking for a nice big U shape. And it's not going to happen with the amount of yarn I have. So I think right now I need to just kind of like salvage this project and move on. No, I think you should figure out because it's sock weight, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Noro Sock Silk Garden, but Ravelry classifies that as sport. Oh, okay. Which I so I did not realize. Okay, but you're knitting it on an eight, correct? Yes. Okay, so we can still use that number of stitches an inch. Oh, yeah. And figure out a pattern for sock weight. Definitely. So, because that's the goal, people, in case you're curious. We're trying to make this very uniquely shaped shawl. She yeah. has a machine-made version, and we want to make a hand-knit version. With some improvements and yeah, alterations. Yeah, some and... alterations, making it our own. Yeah. And, uh... We'll see yeah. how far I can get on this one. But it requires her to sit and think about what she's it doing. It may require some trigonometry. Yes, possibly. I'm not kidding. No, I'm not either. <laughs> exactly. If not trigonometry, at least geometry. Oh, that's definitely already in play. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I'm going to get to it. So okay. I will catch up All with right. you soon and look forward to talking with you again on our next podcast next week. Yay! Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.